When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Puma Podcast. When the fourth quarter came, we were leading by a bit, I think, uh, last few minutes until Mika Kacho made that three-point shot that pushed the game to overtime. Then when she made that shot, you're like, oh, damn, another five minutes at the end. <laughs> at some point, there were doubts, definitely, if we could still keep up for another five minutes. But then we took that chance to still prove ourselves in overtime. And eventually, things fell into place. I'm Siege Dantenko Malolos, and you're listening to Go Hard Girls. In 2019, this show began with the story of the NU Lady Bulldogs. They had made history by going on the longest winning streak in Philippine basketball. At the time, 80 wins across five seasons of dominance. Four years later, their streak finally ended after 108 wins in a match against the DLSU Lady Archers. And today, we're featuring one of the captains who helped lead the Lady Archers to victory all while succeeding off the court as a star student. Hi, my name is Marga Jimenez. I was a former member and co-captain of the DLSU Lady Archers. I also recently graduated bachelor's degree in psychology as Magda Cum Laude. UAAP Season 85, Game 13 of the Women's Basketball Tournament. The DLSU Lady Archers were facing off against the NU Lady Bulldogs at the USD Quadricentennial Pavilion. There was no live TV coverage of the game, no deafening screams from the crowd, which was small, not like the big rivalry games of the UAAP. You'd only hear the announcer, the one calling our jersey numbers, the fouls, timeouts, um, our prep squad, shout out to our animal squad who's always been supportive, they're always there. The only ones watching were definitely parents, friends from our side and the opponent's side, players before us, and then the game after us. But you could feel the anticipation in the air because history was about to be made. During that season, we weren't the only ones that came close to beating NU. NU had games that were very close. Honestly, um, that game was very surreal. Until now, it's very surreal. When we look back on what happened, our coach told us to take it one quarter at a time. So we have to win every quarter, not looking at it past 40 minutes. The stakes were high for both sides. For Marga, this was the game that would cement her legacy as co-captain of the Lady Archers in her last UAAP playing year. And her studies had been quite the journey too. During the season though, since I already graduated for my bachelor's degree, 
I took a master's degree. So for me to be able to play UAP, I needed to be enrolled. So I decided to take master's for a few terms. If you're hearing this and thinking, what? Academics are hard enough. Basketball is a different challenge. How does Marga excel at both? We have to rewind about two decades to find out. In terms of setting goals, my family never restricted me to anything. So dream big. If you want this, go for it. Dream it. Uh, We'll do our best to help you achieve it. So may it be just being a president of our class in grade school. They'd be like, oh, wow, that's a great achievement. Like, they would never be little things that I dreamed of. In terms of academics, I would do good academically, but my dad would never pressure me. Okay, you have to be first honor, you have to be second honor, never. He always told me that just do your best academically, just study hard, do what you want, but make sure that what you're doing is something that you're going to be proud of. So for example, if you want to not study and get low grades and that makes you happy, Make sure that really does make you happy. Sometimes, nga, he would say na, lagi mo na lang pinapressure yung sarili mo na kailangan top one, top ganito, gila mo ganyan. But yeah, it, it was never coming from him. It's more on, I want to maximize the potential that I see in myself. In fact, Marga discovered her potential in basketball while chasing a grade for class. It's funny because I had no idea what a varsity team was. Um, I, I never knew that girls could play basketball till I had it in PE. When I was in grade 3, I had a team teacher. Her name was Miss Carres. And our topic for that term was to play basketball. And for one of our grading, or I think exam, if you make two free throw shots, Perfect score ka na sa task na yun. So, okay, as a competitive person, like, okay, I have to get two, two free throw shots and perfect na grade ko. And as a grade conscious person, that was also the goal. So, okay, first two shots, pasok. Then I received a letter that we are inviting you to try out for the grade school women's varsity team under Coach Maan Moreno. <laughs> when I gave the letter to my dad, he's like, my dad and me, I was a bit chubby when I was younger. So my dad was like, Sali ka dito, papayat ka dito. <laughs> okay, I joined the basketball team. So they made me run, do basketball, dribbling, usual basics. Until I got thin a year after. And then that's when I started also loving the game. When I was in the court, it was like an escape. From reality, so whatever outside problems I had, they would be gone every time I step on the court. So every time I play basketball, all I'm thinking is, they play basketball, win, win, like that, enjoy. Yeah, so it's like I'm taking away a few hours from reality and just doing what I love. Athleticism runs in the family. Marga's dad was a football player, and today both he and Marga practice jujitsu. With that combination of competitive spirit and supportive environment, Margo was able to achieve on and off the court. The biggest league when I was in grade school was WNCAA. And our school, Isabel, had a long streak as well. 
I think it reached like seven feet or eight feet. But yeah, we were the batch that started that winning streak. So when I was in grade school, five, six, seven, uh, I had the three feet under Coach Mahan. In my last two years in grade school, that's when I started achieving things individually. Maybe because yeah. I was just, you know, taller than everyone, longer. So yeah, because, you know, games in grade school, it's not as competitive as it is in high school. It's more like feeling the game, trying to enjoy it. At that age, Margo was a consistent honor student, WNCA and Interscholastic Girls Basketball League MVP, and awardee for exemplary conduct at De La Salle Zubel. These led to a feature in Zubel's school publication, Young Observer, where Margo was quoted as saying, We are all blessed with talent. We just have to develop them to be achievers. Ten years since that interview, we asked Margo to reflect on what she said all those years ago. Some people are really gifted with certain talents, but everyone can start from zero. And it's when you put in the hours, you put in the work to actually hone those skills. So everyone can be a beginner at something. And everyone who's been great at something has always been a beginner to start with. So I'm saying everyone can be a basketball player. And especially to girls, everyone can play in the UAAP as well. It's just that you have to a lot time and you have to be committed into actually developing those skills and doing things to make you achieve what you set yourself in. Since she was young, Margaret had a competitive streak in both academics and athletics, and she knew that she wanted to do both things well in her dream school. I decided to go to La Salle because my dad's brother-in-law used to play for La Salle and he used to coach the women's basketball team in college. So since I was in grade school, I was aware that there was already a team in La Salle. I would hear about the Manalo sisters like doing cartwheels after games. So yeah, I was just more um, aware of the team in La Salle. The thing is, I just wanted to study in La Salle and play basketball for La Salle. Marga made it into AB Psychology, a quota course in La Salle. She also made the roster of the Lady Archers, but this time, it wasn't smooth sailing. So when I was in high school, I was more comfortable playing guard. It's just that my height in, during that level, I could also play forward. Um, so transitioning into college, I thought things would be the same. I know the pace is definitely harder. People are a lot faster, more athletic, um, jump higher, more physical. But it wasn't until I actually got in the court that I felt that change. I didn't know it was that physical. My brain can take all of these strategies, can take all of these plans and systems being introduced. It's just that my body isn't adapting yet to what my coach wants for me. When my first year, I was transitioned to play a big man because there were lots of injuries and we were only like 13 players in the roster. A very, very limited roster that could play. And I was forced to play a position that I wasn't comfortable with. 
So it was the center position even. So number five, imagine me going against Jack. Yep, the Jack Animam who went from being part of the NU Lady Bulldogs winning streak to playing pro ball in Serbia, France, and China. You may remember her from our previous episodes. I can't imagine you going up against Jack. Like, are you, aren't you five seven ish? I'm five six, and Jack is like what six two? <laughs> yeah, and she's she's so big. <laughs> the following year, more big guys are able to play, and I was stuck in the dilemma of what position I was really fitting. If it was the forward position or the guard position, because if I play guard. Um, physically, like it's more of an advantage when it comes to height because some guards are smaller than me, but they're way faster than me. So I couldn't compete yet at that level. When I would play forward, the man, my height was there, um, my build is there, but strength-wise and athleticism, it was too physical. It was harder than I thought, and I thought like it would be easier to just win games and do academics but there were times where we weren't doing well as a team in terms of winning games so especially my first year um and then i also wasn't receiving playing time that i was used to receiving but there were times where i was really benched as zero minutes on the court by her third year marga still hadn't hit her stride with the lady archers there was also a time when she wasn't getting the grades she wanted. For someone who had been a high achiever since childhood, it was tough to deal with. Marga even came close to quitting basketball. The reason she didn't? It was the support that I got, particularly from my matchmates, from my team captains, and all my teammates, and also my family. I, I spoke to my dad, and I was crying to him. I went to college to play basketball and study, and I'm not doing anything right in those aspects. And, and then she told me, oh, gusto wala tumigil mag-basketball. Like, go, quit ka na. Ganun siya na, oh, you can stop playing if it's not making you happy. Right, defense, I'm like, no, I can't. I, I love basketball. Like, <laughs> I was like, saying, oh, that he was making fun of me probably when I was crying because that's how our relationship is. Like, ground ako. Like, it made me humble, but in a way, it also helped me work my way up again and get back on my feet. My dad was saying that you can't do anything if your coach doesn't see you capable of doing this. You have to work on that. And he said, if you want to do something, you have to work hard for it. In 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic hit the Philippines just before what would have been Marga's fourth playing year the final chance for the team's senior players, now co-captains, to prove themselves. Marga had just gotten past the major hurdle in her relationship with the sport. Now, here was another one that threatened to keep her from playing at all. At first, since training was a bit hectic, we weren't really accepting yet of the situation that UAAP might not push through. And then the next year came again so we were like so UAAP is gonna start again this year and then no UAAP for women's basketball but for other sports it pushed through so at the back of our minds like do we even see ourselves still play basketball like we haven't seen each other for like 
a year physically. We've only done like Zoom meetings and Zoom games as a team, but we haven't played basketball as a team. I think what helped during the pandemic was the frequent meetings we had uh, virtually via Zooms. Our coach set up these games, so we play like charades, tongue twisters, and yeah, a bunch of online games that we could still play in groups. So we'd usually be divided into two groups, and then the losing group would have a consequence. So if you're on the losing team, you have to put lipstick all over your face. Whatever the the other team says, you have to draw it on your face. And then you'd have to take a selfie. So if you're feed conscious on Instagram, you have to post it on Instagram, like with your face full of lipstick. And then since that consequence got a bit boring, we changed it into making a vlog. So we had to make a day in our life vlog and show to all our Facebook friends what we do in a day during the pandemic. And then TikTok started trending. So we needed to do TikTok challenges as our consequence. So yeah, that's what kept the bond. Margaret took this time to work on herself as well. Nothing could get in the way of her love of the game. At some point, it's true that it got boring. Just staying at home, doing nothing, no basketball, no anything. And courts weren't open at a certain point of the pandemic, especially during the ECQs. So we've had conversations with our coach as a group. So similar height. Um, similar skill set also would be grouped together. And we'd be given certain exercises or drills to do on our own that we can do individually with the home equipment that we had. So yeah, um, they'll ask us also like what we want to work on and what he thinks we can work on. So for example, me, if I were to play point guard, I needed to improve on dribbling skills. Uh, so I had to work on literally just the basics and especially with shooting, for example, when the courts were available. We started fixing like shooting form, the most basic one, grade school level of learning how to shoot properly and holding your form, sticking to the basics until we reached the point where we were allowed to see ourselves already like in person, like in small groups. So yeah, we were able to gel that all together and then started preparing for the UAAP. Yeah, we had to really be intrinsically and extrinsically motivated to improve on ourselves so that when we all see each other, we'd all be like, oh, iba na yung game ni ganito, may added skill set na sa game niya. So yeah, that is important for our team. Marga made sure to take care of her teammates and set a good example during the pandemic. From giving her best effort during the team's Zoom workouts to making sure that everyone was able to attend remote classes and maintain their academic standing. She also put her psychology learnings to good use by learning to understand the team's dynamics and how each member likes to be motivated. By the time the UAAP resumed the women's basketball tournament in October 2022, the Lady Archers were still fully focused on their goals, and Marga was ready to come back a stronger player. I was challenged by my coach to play point guard during last UAP season, which thankfully worked well based on the results that we gained. But yeah, it was something that I've never seen myself actually getting 
myself into my, my coach pushed me that yes, you can do that. Coming out of the pandemic, this is your last year. You have that motivation to make this one count. Um, your team captain are already starting to feel that, hey, and you can be beatable this year, Deva. What did that LaSalle lineup feel like for you? That LaSalle lineup felt like one of the strongest that I've been in. Because there were lineups wherein we had doubts within ourselves, among ourselves. And that lineup, we were very confident because our team had experienced veterans. And it was also the year that we have an import that actually plays big. And yeah, added motivation was me personally. I've never been in the final four. Those are already big steps for me from not having any playing time into achieving milestones that I've set from the get-go. So yeah, uh, we were very confident. November 23, 2022. La Salle meets the undefeated NU. The Lady Archers had won six straight games heading into this match. They had the momentum, but they also knew this was their biggest challenge yet. The fourth quarter came. We were leading by a bit, I think, uh, last few minutes. Until Mika Cacho made that three-point shot that pushed the game to overtime. Then when she made that shot, you're like, oh damn, another five minutes at the end. At some point, there were doubts, definitely, if we could still keep up for another five minutes. But then, we took that chance to still prove ourselves in overtime. And eventually, things fell into place. La Salle beat NU 61-57. to The last time the NU girls had lost a match before going on their winning streak, it was also to La Salle. October 5, 2013. This was a full circle moment. When it happened, of course, we were so happy. We were jumping all around the court. We won the game like we broke the streak. But even though we were saying it, it didn't feel real at that moment. That season, the Lady Archers advanced to the final four of the tournament with a twice-to-beat advantage, then went all the way to the finals. They finished with 12 wins to play second to the Lady Bulldogs who kept their title as UAAP champions. Despite not winning the championship, Marga definitely takes pride in her final year in the UAAP. It wasn't just because of her competitive nature, her skill, and her love for basketball. She also sees it as a result of the well-balanced leadership with her co-captains, Joanna Arcega and Aming Torres, the Lady Archer's teamwork, and the personal struggles that she overcame. It wasn't an easy journey, but it was sweeter after the struggle. Basketball is just one part of Marga's story. While she was growing as a player and a leader to the Lady Archers, she made sure not to drop the ball in her studies. She went above and beyond, even if she didn't plan on graduating with Latin honors or getting on the dean's list in the first place. Actually, that magna cum laude stint, it's more of an accident. 
Because I didn't intend that ever. I never really seen myself achieving that because it's such a big achievement. During my first term in college, I had no idea what these Dean's List honors stuff were. I just know that, oh yeah, when you get a good grade, then you get recognized. Then one of my classmates asked for my GPA and student number after the first term. And then they checked my ranking for our block. And then she was like, oh, I think you're top one in our block. And I was like, what? Really? And then they were like, oh, when you're first on your DL, you get perks. Like you can have only cuts the next term. Then you get priority in choosing your enrollment schedule. And that's what I really wanted. Because I didn't stay at the dorm when I was in college. I would go back home. And go to TAF to train, study, and go back home again every day. I needed the BDL to have the best schedule possible that I can get for that term. There was one term where I didn't get BL, so I had to choose the slots left and the very ugly schedule. I had classes at night. I think that was around my third year. Then I was looking at the GPA. Um, standards for cum laude, magna cum laude, summa cum laude, and I was like, oh, I think I can get cum laude. So I was aiming for cum laude. I tried my best to get subjects that weren't so hectic during the season, and then I'd work on my thesis during the off-season so I could focus more on that and practicum. She picked subjects that would be manageable during the UAAP season, resulting in terms where she got a flat 4.0, the highest grade in DLSU. During the off-season, she worked on her thesis. And in her last term as an undergrad, she did her practicum. Of course, it didn't always go the way Margo hoped. Since our training is very early in the morning, so it's 6 a.m. to 9, and then sometimes we'd have weights after, um, I made sure that classes would not hit those times. There were also terms where I had no choice. Since I was graduating already, I needed to take the class in the morning. So there was a time uh, that I had to rush. Uh, right after training, I just changed. I went to the classroom. I took a test and then I left. <laughs> but in the end, it all paid off. And then when I saw the community in GPA, I was like, oh my gosh, I got right off. <laughs> Failing classes is not an option for student athletes who have to maintain a certain GPA in order to play for their schools. But not all of them are able to live up to that. And I'm sure you know the stereotype that athletes don't work as hard in their academics as other students, that they get it easier because of special treatment, but not Marga. I'm aware of that stereotype because in high school, I've had classmates who are athletes as well, and they'd just be freeloaders and projects. Coming into college, there were times that I wouldn't tell my professors or, or I wouldn't tell my classmates but I was an athlete because not everyone was aware in our school about the women's basketball team. I had classmates who would avoid being uh, groupmates with athletes because they'd be absent for games or trainings or they just wouldn't do their work. 
And then they'd only find out at the end of the term or when I had to be excused for a game. There are profs that like athletes. So when they like athletes, I'd introduce myself as an athlete. And yeah, they'd give bonus points whenever we win games. But there are also profs who really don't like athletes. Like when you give an excuse letter that you need to be absent because you have a game hitting their class, they're just not going to be considerate. But yeah, at the end of the day, things don't change with how I work. As long as I'm giving a task, I try my best to complete it. And yeah, when working with competing priorities, I make sure to prioritize the most needed task or the most urgent task. And yeah, try to do it as best as I can, the best way I can to complete it. We all know how, how that season went. And it's such a wonderful um, year and your college being career with. After that milestone, having to go back to regular life, doing your MA, what was the rest of the academic year like for you? After that season, of course, I had to finish um, the, the term, MA term. There were times where we were given time to celebrate. Um, but in terms of the going back to reality part outside of basketball, yeah, I had to focus on studies. And then I took also a break for a while. And once I was ready there, I I took it upon myself to be a normal person for once and actually travel. And those were things that I couldn't do while I was an athlete nor a student because of the commitment that um, I needed to give to the team. And to get my diploma, of course. Even when it's athlete-student rather than student-athlete, you're always concerned with doing both. Why is doing both important to you? So before, when I was in high school, my dream was to play UAAP college basketball. And I didn't have any other option after that. So I wasn't able to envision myself being a professional basketball player, things like that. So my mindset before was, I can't be a basketball player forever. So I would definitely need my diploma if I want to work, especially um, corporate or anywhere. And I think that balancing being an athlete and a student would help me achieve that because at the same time, I'm doing what I love, which is playing basketball. But I'm also doing something for my future, which is uh, getting a diploma and being employed. Being uh, very playful and fun, but also being realistic and setting myself up for bigger things ahead. Fast forward to the present. Marga is currently working in HR for a US-based clothing company. Like any fresh grad, especially a former student athlete, she admits that she's still figuring things out and that she isn't exactly sure yet of what she wants to become. But the game isn't over yet for Marga. Women's basketball has come a long way in the Philippines. Names that used to go unheard from Aliana Lim to Jack Animam are finally being recognized for their incredible feats, both here and abroad. Grassroots efforts like Girls Got Game continue to grow and provide opportunities for young girls to get into sport. And even major sporting brands like Nike are now shining the spotlight on Pinay Ballers. And Marga is glad to be part of it all. 
But yeah, luckily, there's still basketball going around in my world, <laughs> even after college. But yeah, though I don't see myself um, playing in the pros, it's very nice that more girls are able to see themselves doing that in the future. I still do play basketball um, for fun and very rarely competitively. But when we do, I get to team up with my former teammates, even opponents. Achieving what she did in her UAAP career and being part of efforts to continue growing the women's game can already be considered a success. But wait, there's more. Marga recently won her first gold medal in jiu-jitsu at the Baguio International Open Jiu-Jitsu Championship not long after her father introduced her to the sport. And now, Marga has a new role in basketball, an analyst for the UAAP Women's Basketball Broadcast. No matter where she goes, Marga still lives by her own wise words from when she was a young girl. Never fear the result of your best effort. Because once you left it already all on the floor, then whatever you deserve or whatever is bound to be given to you will be given to you. So what you work hard for is what you will deserve in the end. Again, I'm Siege Tantenko Malolos, Puma Podcast. This episode was hosted by me. Produced by me, Nina Toralba. And edited by me, Mark Casillian. If you feel inspired by Marga's story, please rate us with five stars on your podcast app or leave a comment on Spotify. It really helps more people discover the stories we do and helps introduce more people to our amazing Filipina athletes. What was your favorite part of this episode? Share your favorite Marga Jimenez quote on social media and don't forget to tag us at underscore GoHardGirls on Twitter and Instagram and GoHardGirlsPH on TikTok and Facebook. You can also tag me at SiegeTheDay. That's C-E-E-J The Day. And in our next episode... It's not about winning for myself. It's always about winning for the country. I mean, kahit sino pa yan, basta Philippines yung gold. I'm really happy. And that time na ako yung nag-gold, sobrang tuwan-tuwa ako. And sinabi ko sa sarili ko na sana hindi na maalis yung gold sa Philippines for triathlons. I'm Kimang Robang. I'm from Philippine Triathlon National Team. And I'm six times SEA Games gold medalist. Thanks for listening!